Good morning all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I've talked about this subject over and over again and I'm going to talk about it again today. <laughs> this, uh, this idea of mental illness and I would call, I would, I would change it up and say it is, it is the human condition-itis. I remember when I was in graduate school, because I actually do have a degree in this. Um, I have a, a master's degree in counseling and human and human relations. And I studied psychology on top of that um, to become a professional counselor. So I have a lot of education, but it's not even really my education that I would say is the best part of me commenting or doing a podcast on this subject because I have been really looking at this subject since I can remember. I mean, I remember being 12 years old and not doing well. I remember I'm starting to really kind of do things. I mean, I didn't, I didn't do drastic things, but it was, it was at that time that I started to, I'm, I'm going to be admitting to things, <laughs> confessing to things that I don't normally talk about, but it, it was at that time that I had this suicidal ideation going on. I was about 12 years old. I don't want to get into my childhood um, very much at all, if at all. Um, but my lifehood, I do want to get into because it is, it is key. It is key to everything. Because I believe at this point, there is no reason for us to be here, but to be enjoying our life. Like life is to be enjoyed. We are here to experience wonderful things. There's no other reason. A loving God, a loving creator, a loving source of everything would not send us to this planet for us to suffer. I just don't, I, I just at this point in my life, I don't believe in that. Yes, we do suffer. But we weren't sent here. We, we did not birth a life here and have it be solely about suffering. And what ends up happening is we spend nearly our entire lives suffering between happy events that happen fairly sparingly. And so in my quest throughout my life, and I've, and I've actually done all kinds of different, I tried a lot of different things. So if I had a, a, a diagnosis, my diagnosis would be generalized anxiety disorder with panic. I'm opening up my computer case. You guys are going to hear zip. <laughs> so... 
it was at about, I don't know. I mean, I had suffered all kinds of stuff before this, but at about 20, 22, it was right around the, the passing of my, my dad. My dad passed away when I was 22. And I started to have these panic attacks. I mean, I actually saw a, um, a cardiologist because I would have these heart issues and honestly, to this day, I don't, I don't know that they know exactly what goes on with my heart because I still have heart, heart issues. I've had heart issues since I can remember. Um, and, and so <laughs> they, back then they actually tried to put me on an antidepressant. I remember them putting me on, um, they put me on, uh, a Paxil, no, 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 Prozac. And remember all that talk about Prozac back then, you know? All that talk about Prozac um, and people like actually ousting themselves because they took Prozac. Sorry, I hit my my um, phone with my computer. Um, so, so I, and uh, I didn't stay on the Prozac. I mean, it was I was I was actually having like suicidal ideations at that time too. So that would have been when I was about 22. I you know I lost my dad and I graduated from college and I was I was really in the doldrums. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life and <clears throat> and. I had I had a really great job though. I had taken a job as a flight attendant of all things in the world. <laughs> yes, I was a flight attendant when I was young. And um and I traveled. I traveled. I got to travel. Like I took I took one trip with my friends um that uh that we went to Europe. We went to Europe and we didn't, all we had was a Eurorail pass. I mean, imagine that, like three friends, we were all, we were like 23 years old. And we, um, it was, it was, it was really weird. I'm having this memory about it. We got our tickets pretty cheap because of, um, I think a war we were in, in Iran, or maybe it was Iraq. I, I don't remember. Um, and so we got, I got like really cheap tickets. It was like $500 to drive to like fly to Brussels. Um, anyway, getting back to the subject. So when I, when I was a flight attendant, I had this option for mental health <laughs> and I went to see a counselor and then they had put me on, well, and then they had me take this test and I started laughing when I read it. Um, and that, because it, I mean, it, it didn't really tell them a whole lot, but I could have told them everything it told them. Um, and then they prescribed me Pax, uh, Prozac, sorry. And I was on it for a very short amount of time and I quit taking it. Um, so then I just go on in my life and I have like all of these, oh my God. Just, I mean, I just have to admit, like, tra traumatic, like, pretty traumatic events that I actually don't 
share very often anymore for sure. Um, but even at the time I shared it with a very few people, people had no idea what I was, what was happening for me. Um, and so, uh, so then I, I'm, I'm in a marriage. So I'm married to this person and I'm, I'm, the thing that I know about myself now that I didn't know about myself then was how incredibly empathic that I am. Um, and so I, I had a really, really hard time with his level of just energy. He was really, really energetic. And, and I, sometimes I just found it jarring. And so in order to save the marriage, because I really, I really wanted that marriage to succeed, I went and I got on an anti. They prescribed me Paxil. I mean, yes, no. Actually, at the time, she put me on um, Cymbalta. Cymbalta is a really interesting drug, um, but Cymbalta put smacked a pair of um, rose-colored glasses on me. That's the only way I know how to describe it. It just, it just everything was great. It was just great. Everything was great until it wasn't. And then the rose colored glasses kind of fell off and then so did I. Um, and then, then they put me on Zoloft. I've been on multiple types of antidepressants really. And, and, and I will someday, um, finish a book that I was writing about this uh, in an attempt to feel, you know, to not feel just bad, to not feel bad. And then I was on, um, I was on, I'd gone to the doctor. I remember I'd gone to my general practitioner. I came, I went in and I was a little, I mean, I was kind of weepy. And that's another thing, you know, people feel really uncomfortable with emotions. And I find that men, and I'm not really sure, you know, just some men. Okay, let me just put it this way. Men that I have spent time with, some of them have been very uncomfortable with emotions. And, um, and I think this doctor, you know, and also doctors get something from prescribing you medication. I'm not always sure what it is, kickbacks, I'm not sure what it is, but this doctor handed me a prescription for Paxil. So I go, I fill the prescription, I start taking the prescription, kind of knowing, kind of knowing that it's a bit of a crutch, but, um, but I didn't care at the time, it was fine, and I went on Paxil, and Paxil, was a very effective drug for me. But there came a time where I didn't want to be on it anymore. And those drugs are, are actually not necessarily designed to ever get off of. People don't want to admit to it, but it's just the damn truth. So at one point I decided I was going to get off Paxil and it took me many tries many tries 
Um, but I finally, at one point, I was able to get off a Paxil and I was propelled into the worst hell that I could imagine. The withdrawal, the, the lengthy withdrawal, the insomnia, the um, psychosis, it was awful getting off Paxil. But I, I no longer take anything. In fact, much to my doctor's chagrin, I don't take my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> I have blood pressure issues, which I can't figure out. Like, how did I get blood pressure issues when I am the healthiest person I know? And I mean that. Um, anyway, I mean, just based on my diet and, and my exercise and my meditation and my, I don't know. I just think I'm a really healthy person. So I don't understand how I have high blood pressure. But anyway, so so fast forward and I mean, it started to become that most days when I woke up, I was I was pretty good. Well, now most days I wake up and I'm great. It is a huge difference in what some would call my mental health. Huge. I cannot even tell you. I can't even tell you. Most days I wake up and I'm just, and I'm walking around and, oh my gosh, I just love that. I love that. This is so great. I love my life. Everything is perfect. Everything is perfect about my life. But it took a long time to get here. And I have to admit, it was not easy. Abraham Hicks, I love them so much, but they always try to present that everything is easy and that makes me freaking crazy. But on the other hand, if you call it impossibly hard, people won't even try and calling it hard makes it harder. You're going to have to do this really hard, impossible thing. (laughs) Most people are going to say that I'm not even going to try, but I am admitting right now that it was, and maybe I made it harder because I thought it would be hard. I don't know. Um, I could have never imagined what it was like to, to, to wean myself off Paxil. And had I known, I would have never taken it. I would have never taken that medication in hindsight. So now I want to fast forward to, okay, this morning I wake up, uh, you know, I'm thinking about my day, um, and One of the things in my day today is working with people. So I I work with clients. Right now, I am a full stop counselor. I'm a mental health professional right now. When I go into people's homes right now, I am focused on their mental health. There are a number of the people that I go to see that I am seeing them because of substance abuse. There is a lot There is a lot of stuff going on with substance abuse. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of of families ousting. There's um, scapegoating from families, um, from the community. Like you're like really bad because you are a substance user. You're an addict. So, and, and I, and I beg to say, I really, really want to know the difference 
between a person who is using one substance rather than another to cope. So I used a legal drug, and I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not going to put that stigma that I was an addict onto myself because I refuse to do that. But I was taking a legal substance, and the only difference between the substance I was taking was that it was legal and the substance that these people were taking because it was illegal, or they did something on the influence of it that didn't work out well. So I go into these homes and I talk to these people and what what is my my methodology? It is something like a cognitive behavior approach. I don't like the word behavior. I hate that word behavior. How are you behaving? I just I just like I can't stand that. Um, but it is the way that we find evidence of what is actually happening. And so this week, the theme has been with my, with my clients is, what do you think about when you wake up in the morning? It's like, what are you thinking about? You know, and they, and they, um, because I beg to say, they don't necessarily even really want to wake up. I was like, oh God, can I just put the, put the blanket back over my head and go back to sleep? Sleep through life. Watch TV. Veg out. Drug out. Alcohol out. So basically what I'm trying to do with them is have them, them focus on what they're thinking about and tweak their thinking from my life sucks to let's just see how it's going to go. Let's just see how my day is going to go. Let's just see how this is going to go in an attempt to get them to at least a smaller, better place. Because if it's not that, it's something else. It's, it's an addiction to television. It's an addiction to sex. It's an addiction, addiction to relationships staying in an abusive relationship because that person makes us feel normal because we got all these these hormones going on in our brain so so this morning I wake up and I I look at my phone and and my Instagram was just kind of there and one of my favorite people that is on my Instagram, she, she's got a picture of herself with two bottles of pills and is talking about her mental illness. I have this, 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 and this. <laughs> this is a, a pretty young person who has three children. She has twins. And... I just, it just really stuck with me. I, I just was like, you're mentally ill because you, you have the human condition, my friend. Because somewhere in, we got the idea that we were unlovable. 
It could have been before we were even cognizant of getting this idea. And I'm not talking about everyone because there are some people who are incredibly lucky and have very skilled parents who who instilled in them self-esteem and love and, and really did a good job with them. But then there's others that their parents, I don't believe knowingly, I mean, but everybody needs to live in reality, right? I mean, and look at the reality. Look at the reality, the sliver of the, of the supposed reality every day. It's ominous. It's very few that have the opportunity to see potentiality and possibility to wake up every day. Okay, yay, I have another day to create and figure this out and, and go go live the life of my dreams. That in the past has been very few. But isn't it so convenient to keep us all thinking that we have mental illness and on drugs, on their pharmaceuticals, to keep us drugged out so that we don't really think, we don't really feel, we don't really see that they are, they are trying to glaze over a, a reality that isn't even reality. It is their take on reality, which would say consistently that we are not enough. We are not pretty enough. We're not thin enough. We're not working hard enough. We have a case of the not enoughs. And this is the human condition that someday there is this white picket fence, the, the American dream, someplace far out. And if you work hard enough, you too. And so you've got, you've got single moms working three jobs trying to take, make sure there's food on the table. But the truth is, the truth is, is that we create our reality. That we have the power to tap into that which created everything in order to have the American dream. The dream of a happy life. To wake up happy, knowing that the day is full of possibilities. Well, what's, what's, what's the day going to bring today? Because yesterday was absolutely magnificent. And so I would say that there isn't this mental health. It isn't that we're mentally ill. We have the condition of the human condition. Of just being taught, taught what's not right about us, which is pretty much everything. Your eyes are too close together. You don't wear your eyeliner right. You have cellulite on your legs. How come you're going bald? My God, what's wrong with you? I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> and so I've been asking them to, to, and I have, I have this visual, I'm working on a project of having this visual because basically it takes a long time and it's not going to happen overnight. 
But little by little by little by little, we can have and I, and I hope to provide these people with a launching pad, just a launching to a different trajectory, starting with thinking about what their thoughts are. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. I appreciate y'all listening. Now, I have my ADHD person has to get back to my my workaholic person and get some stuff done today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I, I definitely have ADHD and I sit down to do stuff. And then an email pops on my screen that I have to pay attention to, or I get a phone call or I get a text or I get, we are set up for ADHD with our cell phones and our computers and we and like and then you become a your brain gets a ding every single time you are redirected it's like ding 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 and then then you're sitting there go oh my god I haven't had a ding what the hell so then we go I go over to my tiktok to watch a couple tiktoks I'm just saying, I'm just saying this as a, this ADHD that is blown around is, is a, the newest trend. <laughs> Everybody has it, right? <laughs> anyway, I'll be back with other ideas and that's a wrap.